It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. The crippling fear of criticism has always been present, although it seems worse today. Most of us stress that any mistake from a common trip on the sidewalk or a poor interaction with others can be caught on video and become viral overnight. Many teenagers tell their school counselors that when walking into class, they feel that every single person in the room is fixated on their every move. The anxiety of public condemnation leads many to abandon their ambitions and dreams and choose the safety of anonymity. Theodore Roosevelt was born in 1858, and he knew something about critics. He was born into a wealthy American family, but he faced personal suffering and tragedy. He was sick as a child with severe asthma attacks. While in his 20s, he dealt with the death of his mother and his first wife on the very same day. In response, he chose a strenuous life filled with activity and lofty goals. Roosevelt served as governor of New York, assistant secretary of the Navy, a soldier in the Rough Riders during the Spanish-American War, vice president, and finally the 26th president of the United States. The, this passage, commonly called The Man in the Arena, was a portion of Theodore Roosevelt's citizenship in a Republic speech made in 1910. His opening line puts the infamous critics in their place, saying, it is not the critic who counts. He only addresses them again in the final line, labeling them cold and timid souls, condemning them to a life of mediocrity, uh, saying they know, will neither know victory nor defeat. Roosevelt does not paint a rosy picture of the state of the person in the arena, but rather says that their unattractive looks saying their face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, saying those unattractive looks are noble. He reminds us that failure is not something to be feared because all worthy endeavors will have error and shortcoming. Roosevelt encourages us to have lofty goals like great enthusiasms, great devotions, worthy cause. In his worldview, a man in the arena is a winner because he will either achieve success, he calls it the triumph of high achievement, or he will nobly fail with honor. The person in the arena will never hold the worst title that Theodore Roosevelt can provide, a critic. Theodore Roosevelt had his share of victories and defeats. As a president, he won the Nobel Peace Prize, negotiated better terms for coal miners, and fought powerful corporations to improve the lives of everyday Americans. He was also the first president to invite an African-American leader, Booker T. Washington, to dine with him at the White House, incurring much criticism of the early 20th century. Life did not become easier after his presidency. Roosevelt lost his son Quentin in World War I and almost died himself while mapping parts of the Amazon River. Yet he maintained a strenuous existence that inspired many Americans while placing TR on many historians' list as one of our greatest presidents. Like Theodore Roosevelt, we cannot allow potential criticism prevent us from our day-to-day -day life or deter us from noble God-given ambitions. Achieving anything requires risk. Doing the morally right thing will not always be popular. The voice of Theodore Roosevelt reminds us to aim high, 
block out the negative voices, and rest in the honor of our efforts. Well, thank you for joining us for our bonus episode. And until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.